Bello is there on time every time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. That's 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 Bella. That's Bella. We appreciate everybody. Uh Ramon Sanje. Uh yes sir. Good morning, sir. You traveled back safely? Yes, I traveled back with uh, uh William Robert. Uh, uh-huh. Robert William. We took the same flight. Oh wow, very, that's amazing. I was very happy to meet uh, some people I had not met before, like uh, Namonji, uh, Kelvin uh-huh. Shimba, Karo uh, Chanda, and maybe others. Now, these people, okay. I have worked with them on many pro- platforms, you know, uh, doing uh, the Zambian things, the community service. You know, yes. they are very, very wonderful people, including uh, Dr. Patrick, uh, who I had met like uh, ten ten years ago in the, uh, 2011. Yeah, more than ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a, a great event. We went above what uh, I expected, and uh, we will continue to. I just encourage you to continue uh, to be on the radio every Saturday, like today. I'm here. I may not be here all the time because, you know, I have uh, grandchildren here. They give me uh, enough time. <laughs> so I have to play with them, you know, and they're that. Yeah. It's so okay. That, yeah, it's it's part of when, the... when, you're, when you're single, maybe you can do everything you want to do. But when you have family, <laughs> you have other responsibilities. Well, of course, of course, Dr. Monsanto, and we... We do appreciate you for taking the time to to come out to Dallas and uh, make your contribution in many ways uh, than you did. Okay, I, I'm going to get to my theme for today uh, somewhere at the bottom of uh, of the hour. And, uh, it's uh, 8:10 Central Standard Time in Dallas, I believe. 15, 10 minutes after 15 in Zambia, and two minutes after 10. Uh, those listening to us from the United Kingdom, we had a great representative from there, Leah Chilengwe. Hi, Leah. If you are listening, we appreciate you taking the time to come. Now, before I get to the theme of harnessing the African diaspora, the reason, Dr. Patrick, and I know, uh, obviously, we're going to do some review and look at uh, some of the things that were addressed uh, whatever we are going to do, there's too much. We could literally take a year just offloading or downloading or uploading whichever word is applicable. Bella, Lea, Noah, I'm not an IT person. So there are so many things that were raised from agricultural health, tourism, voices of anarchy, education, um, uh, what you call it, investment, diaspora, and then uh, diaspora and all those kind of things. Uh, what I'm the, the reason I took this thing, Dr. Patrick, is that uh, Bella prepared some. Bella prepared a survey that almost everybody who was in the meeting took, and they sort of responded to it. One of the components on that survey, if you all remember, it had a 
sort of like an age range, asking what age group or age range that you belonged to. Now, the interesting thing, Roger, and uh, when Bell and I looked at those uh, surveys that were taken after the event, um, it was interesting to note that uh, the average <laughs> the average group or attendance of people that were in that meeting were 40 and above. And I want you to bear that in mind. Uh, like Yareka said, was it yesterday in our forum, uh, we really need to do something about harnessing our youth because uh, we are looking at ZBTR the next 10 years. And Yareka raised the phrase, used the phrase and she said, most of us will be senior citizens. Well, Yareka, some of us are, I say I'm a junior senior citizen. Eh? <laughs> some of us are already there. So <laughs> we need to be very careful. Yeah, yeah. We really need to do something about this, Dr. Patrick, in a very serious way. Because some of you have seen that I do leadership seminars and I try to engage my two daughters into it. It's interesting, uh, Dr. Monsanje, when you engage these young people. And you, what I try to do is for them to give how they view change from their perspective and their angle. And you see, it's very interesting at one of the meetings that I did, what came out Yareka, you know? So these kids, they, they came out and they said, you guys just live in your little own world, and all you want to do is preach at us. If I may just stop there, okay? <laughs> if I may just stop there. I, I don't know what your comment or response to that Yareka would be. You people live in your small little world, and all you do is preach at us. <laughs> um, I think it just I think I've gotten to a point where I just uh, understand where you know people back home are coming from, um, uh-huh. and also understanding that I'm I'm in a different culture, different world, but it's just uh, knowing. What to say when you know how to communicate? Let me put it up. How to how to communicate is important so that you're not misunderstood. Um, uh-huh. Because I've been misunderstood before. I'm saying something, addressing someone in the diaspora who would understand what I'm saying, and then someone uh-huh. back home says, "Why are you even saying that? You mean this, that?" I said, "No, that's a different perspective of what I'm saying." But here's what I'm, you know, trying to communicate. So I think it's it's important that we balance how we communicate. Uh, what we say, so that we're not seen to be preaching or or imposing or saying, well, you know, you don't know anything, you know. So we just have to be careful. That's what oh, I think. Balance um, how we communicate and how yes. what we say and yes. uh-huh, uh, uh, things like that. Um, yeah, because you have to understand, even when we go home, there are things that we've lost over time, the culture we've disconnected yeah, from. Yeah. So we go there behaving a certain way. Everybody's looking at you and saying, why are you doing that? You should have done this, some, you know, at the funeral, for example. You say something or you do something you're not supposed to do, and you're surprised. What do you mean by that? No, this is how we do it here, you know? And then oh. you start learning. The next time you know not to do certain things. Um, so it's, it's a balance. You have to 
somewhere in the middle. It's a balance. And you all, you, you all recall, all, all of us here have been here for a while. Now there's no new person. Whether you've been here a year, two, three years, you've heard Dr. Patrick say to us, please, please, please don't go out there with a superiority complex and all-knowing attitude. And you see, for us, let me put my friend on the spot here since I know him and I in the same category, same age and everything. Uh, Roger, for us, we were told, we were just told what to do. Okay. I know you go through these things with Mimbi, uh, and for you and him, there's nothing like, he, he, he does ask questions. And I know at times you respond a certain way. Or, just do it because I said it. No, no, no. These guys, is nothing like just because I said it. <laughs> Dr. Patrick, if we can go back <laughs> to your time with Mama and the Grandmama and all those. Roger, <laughs> the, the, you see, even right now, as I'm sitting here, being on this radio, my mind goes back into that room at Ori the Hin, and I'm looking at the the diversity of the people that were there and the information that survey that Bella did is reflecting 90 plus percent of the people there were 40 and above. Roger, that's, that's a challenge right there. <laughs> hey, it is uh, a huge, huge, huge challenge, uh, Nathan. Um, the question we are going to be asking is uh, 10 years, uh, we just celebrated t 10 years, what is the next 10 years uh, going to mean? Meaning when we are gone, is the 10 uh -huh. years we've just celebrated uh, just been done in vain or the t 10 years will mean uh, we've built on it? Or it's going to be like anything else in Zambia. Um, people don't probably uh, learn from their experience. We are introducing new, new, new stuff uh, all, all the time. So I agree with you 100%. Uh, what we are going to do, probably Dr. Patrick is going to tell us, but we really don't know. Um, one of the reasons, Nathan, you've talked about is our kids. Uh, like I said in the forum, our kids don't care much about about uh -huh. Zambia. Yes, uh -huh. and we care a lot. So yeah. what uh, strategies are we going to put in place to make them just halfway care about Zambia so that yeah. they, care, they wake up every Saturday, or not even every Saturday, maybe one month, or even one year, uh, they can care to come and meet together. We as Zambians, our parents, uh, wanted to meet our parents we are meeting every day uh, how can we do it uh, if we are not doing it now Nathan uh, 10, 10 years uh -huh. from now I'm not sure how they are going to uh, to start meeting so maybe uh, one of the things uh, we can uh, propose um, uh, go going going forward maybe our next event in two years time can we incorporate uh, uh, the young ones uh, to come to come with us, just to come and um, I, I, it was nice uh, when uh, I don't know if it's Natasha or the younger one uh, who said um, that to the mom, is that uh, Uncle Roger who uh, 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 dad is always talking about? 
Uh, uh-huh. So it would be nice, my son, to see who is this Nathan I always talk to. Who is this Dr. Patrick I, I, I mention on, on, on radio every day? You know, we are on phone all the time. Uh, we are talking. They hear what we say. And, you know, they, they behave like they don't even hear what we are talking about. That's the way they, they, they behave. But they hear yeah, that's what true, we Roger. Yeah, yes. sorry to, to, to jump in. Yeah, I think like that's one area that we've identified is also as association president because uh-huh. every time when we have these events, mostly they're geared towards our senior citizens and most of the kids feel left out. Because I had some a chat last week with one of the, a few kids in our community. By kids, I mean people in the 20s. So they were saying, you guys, every time when you're having your incentive party, you always talk about Tishima. Some of us <laughs> don't care about Tishima. So, yeah, because you see, the, the, the type of food that these kids eat nowadays, of course, it's pizzas, hot dogs, and and these other, I mean, mush, uh, mac, uh, ch- chunky cheese, I mean, the, the cheese, the macaroni and cheese. Macaroni so and cheese, that yeah. Was the, <clears throat> yeah, so that was one area I think it's not only ZBTR that is struggling in that area. We have identified that. I have identified that. I've been talking to a few people trying to see how we can get the younger folks engaged and I mean, involved in our in our programs. And also the, the other thing is we, as mm. I mean, the adults, we always look at things only in our own eyes because when we look at uh, planning for, for instance for the ZBTR of course there was that limitation that others coming from outside the state they were limited in terms of funds and traveling with their I mean with the younger folks so that's why I think there's the issue of cost but I think local associations when an event is planned we have to figure out how we can get the younger folks involved so I just wanted to in that it's not only ZBTR, uh, that's something that we have identified sort of on a national level, trying to figure out how we can also, I mean, get the kids involved. And you see, I'm glad you said that uh, NOAA, uh, as, a, as, a, as a national leader, as an association leader, because that's where it starts from. Uh, one of the challenges that we are facing as a community, as a people, is that you find that whatever events that we are doing, uh, like let's say in the IT world, user-friendly, our events are not family-friendly. They are not family-inclined. They are not designed to incorporate or to include the entire family. So you have this challenge. Like I'll give you an example. Most of you probably at the dinner, you could have seen a couple that walked in with the two kids, Okay. They called me and they said, look, uh, Nathan, we want to attend, but where do we leave the kids? And you know what, Dr. Patrick, after checking with one or two of my colleagues in the planning team, let me, let me, I mean, Carol and I talked about it at length. And, you know, we just said, you know what, let's just let them come, okay? Let, let them, let, let's just let them come. So you find that our events, they say, whatever we do, you guys better in, what do you call it, in Atlanta, you've got what you call, you do give, you have events where you, you give out, uh, uh, what do you call it, scholarships and awards to, to the students. And I think that, in a way, makes them feel part of, uh, 
uh, the community. Before we continue here, let me say uh, uh, good morning to to our colleagues here. Titus, good morning. Good morning, uh, Nathan, everybody on the radio. You, you travel, you travel safely. Very safely, and uh, excellent. Program uh, uh, the usual. I just wanted yeah, I to just hold on. Let me say hi to to Cletus here. Everything uh, today, New York is in the spotlight. Uh, like uh, Cletus, hi. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Nathan, your voice Glad. sounds far much better. Oh, thank you, my friend. It's uh, it's been a challenge actually. Like I said, I was okay until the Kaundes from Canada showed up. My problem started from there. <laughs> <laughs> they were full force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want I wanted to go to Bella before Titus comes in. Bella, you guys have a program in Atlanta where you give scholarship and Talk to us about how you try to engage the youth and that program that you have about where you give scholarships to the young people. Oh, yes. So we call it the Tiende Promotes event. And then uh-huh. we have to just encourage uh, education achievement within the community. So what we did two years ago, we noticed that we have to be deliberate in getting the young people involved. So the keynote speaker that we had was, yeah, was actually a young Zambian girl. Her name is... Uh, Sarah Capesa, she's at Harvard uh-huh. University, and she comes through the Zambia Institute for Sustainable Development. So she oh, was wow. a keynote speaker for the event. So she's about, a little, if I'm not mistaken, under 22, somewhere there. So like we had a uh-huh. youth uh, keynote speaker. Then we also had a, a local attorney. His name is Nigel Peary. He's also fairly young. So we just made that deliberate approach to make the keynote speakers for the event uh, young in the hopes uh-huh. that that would attract the young people uh, to come out. Uh, so the young people did come, but not at the numbers that we expected. But of course, it just goes back to that historical uh, experience that you mentioned that you know we haven't been deliberate in the past in engaging the youth. So we just mm. have to continue being deliberate, and then yeah, like even the decision-making process, we also have to be deliberate yeah. in that area. Yeah, like our Eritrean friends, they told us no, our bylaws require us to have uh, people under 24 years old to be part of the leadership team where those key uh-huh. decisions are being made. So those are some of the things that we also need to look at is how to put the young people in the decision-making process with uh, the rest of the group. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Bela. Uh, two things that Bela said, deliberate, or my other friend somewhere likes to say intentional. So we have to be deliberate in the process of doing this. And at the end of this uh uh, we need. We want, I'm going to make a very special announcement here. It's a challenge to all of us. And in our decision-making process, which I believe Bella also includes planning, right? In whatever we are planning, we have to be intentional in whatever we are doing. Okay, let's go to Titus now. Uh, Titus is, is the father of two young, when I say young, I'm not talking about 12, 13 uh, college students. They are all, they are, your kids are both college-level students, right, Titus? Uh, yes, yes, 
My second uh-huh. one is 19 years old and uh, ah, he's got the challenge because of uh, autism. Uh, but my daughter finished her four-year program and uh, Ayan has come on the radio uh, yes. before. He's on their broke talk radio. And most of uh, the people that listen might have been shocked what she could deliver, including myself. So I second what Bella is uh, saying. And uh, what we sh- what I've watched from uh, different things that you do in the community, in whatever it is, if you look at uh, Nathan, you're in, as a reverend, you mostly in church programs. Most of the churches that have engaged the youth, children, or teens, they use them for either media. Uh, and if you look at the, when you deliberately use the youth, they mm-hmm. tap into most of these youth have people that are friends that are more who pump them up in terms of what program they're doing, they save wavelength. So if we could do that and if we could be streaming either, I mean, on these social media, not not only Facebook, Snapchat and all that, it carries a very powerful message for, uh, I'll give an example, like Natasha who was uh, at your daughter, who was at, uh, at the conference. If she's streaming on Snapchat and stuff like that, most people might ask why she's there and stuff, and then she can deliver explaining what she liked about it and whatever. And also within that survey that Bella did, we need to get more of Natasha's input from her view in order to help us move. Now, this can be either change. I've seen it that it works when you engage them. Or in this community thing, we have all these independent things, we have those forums that are doing in Atlanta where they uh, engage the thing. We should be able to ask them. Can we engage them? We talk about what that is. Maybe my time is. I think when Nathan is trying to connect somebody. Um, okay. I, yeah. That's why we have music in the background. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm just yeah, thinking. But, but it's very important to engage them at the rate of, you know, we talk about Zambia, they hear that, but if we haven't taken them to Zambia, how can they be engaged either culturally-wise right. from here or from that side, you know, just knowing their parents, their cousins and all that, how, how do we involve that? It would be nice for the programs in Atlanta where the, the, the people in the diaspora, the people in Zambia know that those youth in Atlanta, they're presenting something, they can, you know, sponsor somebody, scholarship-wise, who's doing good, or who's challenged in Zambia. Just to engage them from here is a very good and big impact that we can try to show. And if they can know that Zambia Block Talk Radio can bring up an idea and proper, you know, run with it in order to raise funds for something, I'm sure they can come in numbers and knowing that, you know, they're included in the leadership too and decision yeah, making. I, I I agree with you. And But on the food, I mean, I know we want, you know, the kids when they come, they want to eat pizza, they want to eat whatever they want to eat. But remember when we were growing up, our parents stuffing a dry fish and you know carpenter when you were kids we didn't want to eat it we didn't want to eat the vegetables dry vegetables and 
you know, the nutrition of foods. It took time to acquire the taste. So I think uh, parents should not be fair that their kids are not interested in Ishima, they're not interested in our traditional food. It will take time for them to pick up on the taste. And when they do, they will be remembering. In fact, when you're much, when you're gone or you're older, then they'll be remembering how they, they want Ishima. They start craving for it. So uh, we just need to be patient with that process as well. And then on the other hand, I like what uh, they're doing in Atlanta, being deliberate, uh, having programs that are specific to the kids, to the younger generation, uh, engaging them in school, school, uh, school events, school. I mean, in fact, we can have our own, you know, camp or event that is just targeting younger Zambians or younger Zambian kids who are born here. Um, so that kind of a deliberate approach will be helpful, but also not completely erasing our own culture to fit into the kids' new culture. I think we should balance the two again. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know who else is on the line this morning. We're trying to connect. Yeah, we are uh, quite a number of us are waiting to okay. to hear all these uh, interesting stories. Um, right. Yeah. Roger. Roger. Yes. Yes, Titus. Is there any way we can have your son come and tell us the perspective? He had gone to Zambia, yes, right? At one time he went to Zambia with you. Is that right? Uh, go ahead, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, just to hear from his perspective. I can't remember if he had come. Just to hear what he could say. Maybe it's important for the other youth to listen in. What was his experience? What could he say? What could he... What did he like about the culture? What, what did he a little bit in contrast, which maybe if it can be twinkled according to him, which way and what? You see, he watches probably watches football, baseball here. You go that side, it's soccer and stuff like that. When you want to talk about football, maybe the other people don't know much about football or baseball. They want to talk about Arsenal, Liverpool. So that that dynamic, how, from his perspective, should he start watching Manchester to talk about sport? Oh, they should they start watching baseball and football? You know, those Tyler. kind of things. Yes, Mr. Patrick. Yeah, good point. It is. It is. I have a suggestion. As opposed to putting Roger's um, son on the spot, how about <laughs> how how about Roger and connecting his son with other youth that travel yes. to Zambia and have yes. them form a, a discussion group, just them, yes. and, and let them decide who will take the lead in talking about their experiences. Pro and con, I like that. At, some, at some future show. And just, just yeah. let the youth get together and talk and say, you know, I like this. I enjoyed this. Oh, my parents told me this, and I saw this. That that type of thing. Yeah. If you can schedule something like that, that would be wonderful. It dovetail right with what Titus is talking about. Mm-hmm. Even if they haven't, yeah. even if they haven't been to Zambia, I think they should be on that discussion too. Yes. That's yes. So that they can yes. That's from right. Each other. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Not too not too yeah. large a group. Not too small a group. A nice. Um, a nice workable 
uh, size youth group that could come together and, and discuss this and then plan for a discussion on the future ZBTR show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's, a, that's a good yeah, idea, Dr. Patrick. And I just wanted just to let everybody know because everybody who is on the conference, I mean, who is on the line this morning, is calling from a different state. So in each state, we believe there is a local association that we are hoping that everybody could channel their ideas through that venture because I spoke to uh, Vanessa and some... Sorry, I thought I got cut off. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, we yes, can. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I spoke to Nathan, I think, uh, two weeks ago. So he suggested that the association leaders need to have a segment on the on on Zambia Block Talk Radio. So the focus of the association leaders is going to be looking at a community challenges. What issues are we having? So this is one uh, uh, one issue that we have identified that I think we can venture on and try to figure out how we can get the uh, the rest of the young, I mean, the younger folks involved and engaged in our activities. So I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, whichever state you're in, we ask you kindly to be a part of your local association, work with the local people on the ground, mobilize your people on the ground, so that at least we have a structured way of progressing. Because a few people that I spoke to, they were saying, how do we belong to the radio show? So that's why I think when Vanessa brought up that idea of us having a segment, the segment is going to focus exclusively on issues that we as uh, Zambians in the USA face. So I just wanted to let you know, please work with your local association, identify issues so that at least we, can, we could be featuring those, I mean, kids, youth on the program, so at least they come and discuss the challenges that they are facing and we can collectively come up with a solution and figure out how we can, uh, f- I mean, ad- address those challenges. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, this issue, uh, especially uh, about our, our children. One of the uh. things we see uh, amongst ourselves, I don't know if Nathan is, is ready to, to come in, uh, but we, we, we have uh, the common... Um, a reference point, I would say. Nathan uh, may have come from Mufurira, um, uh, myself, from Kitwe. Somehow our upbringing was the same. And Zambia is still our common uh, reference, reference point. Uh-huh. Our children, on the other hand, are having a very, very hard time. Uh, we discussed this issue uh, on Zambia Block Talk Radio. <laughs> Uh, where they are asked by the uh, American friends, the Canadian friends, where they come from. Uh, well, they feel they come, f- they come from here, but uh, their names, their, uh, I don't know, <laughs> their accent is the same, but uh, their names and whatsoever makes, makes people ask them where they come from. Uh, fast forward, uh, like Titus was saying, uh, some of our kids, they visit Zambia. Well, in Zambia, their siblings, uh, their cousins, they're also telling them, uh, you are not from here. You don't speak like you don't speak like that, like us. <laughs> to me, that probably should be our uh, our teaching point, uh, where we we should uh, deliberately bring our children together, uh, so that their reference point somehow 
uh, may be established. We don't know what is going to be if it's American or if it is Zambian, but they are confused right now. They are in a very uh, and it's a serious issue. Uh, if, 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 if we don't know, uh, my, my son was talking to me about it. You know, people ask me where am I from? Uh, oh. You know, and I, yeah, it's, it is a very very a, a big issue. So like we are discussing uh, here, uh, we should have a deliberate. A, a discussion and deliberate actions, which tells our mm-hmm. people uh, well, we can f- probably borrow from our, our 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 Chinese friends. How are they? How are they doing it? They are, they are struggling. The Indians, they, the Indians do it mm-hmm. well uh, because because number one, what we see with our other cultures, it is the language. They don't lose their language. Uh, my child can barely understand anything I say either in Bemba, uh, later on talk about Kaonde. So we, that's the first thing which I, I think has gone AY. We, we, we lose that. So oh. we are going to uh, employ a lot of strategies, borrow from other uh, 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 cultures. How are they doing it? The Nigerians, the Ghanaians, how, how are they doing it uh, to make sure their kids are grounded, uh, they, they, they don't lose uh, their background, they don't uh, lose their, their, their culture. At the same time, uh, they, they, they keep embracing what they are, uh, the, the new cultures, the new homes here in the, in the diaspora. Like uh, Georgia, like Yareka said, the Nigerians just hound their children to Nigeria. They don't give, any, <laughs> they don't give you a choice. They just, uh, <laughs> There's a they problem just for Nigerians and Ghanaians, uh, actually. A high school... Mm. Uh, high school, if kids can go, uh, some of them are sending their kids back to to Nigeria yes. to go and do high they school there, and then they come back they to college that. over here. Yes. Okay, everybody. Yes. We we are glad to be joined by our European ambassador, the, oh, yeah. the amazing <laughs> Miss Leah, the amazing Miss oh, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? How are how's, you? How's your, how's your flight? Oh, today I'm back on European time. I, okay. I don't know what <laughs> days have been going on in my body, but I'm feeling normal today. That's I'm good. That's normal. good. How it are was, you? We're doing good. Everybody's fine here. It was an honor for us to have you here. My goodness, we cannot express oh, our gratitude, Miss Leah. The honor was mine. And everybody who's read your book, they are just saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> um, you, yeah, you, 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 you've heard the topic at hand here. Yeah. I mentioned the African diaspora youth, and uh, yeah. you are a mother, not of uh, two or three-year-old grown kids. Mm. And uh, first of all, what's the situation in the U.K. Zambian community, and how should we... You've heard what everybody has said. Yeah. How should yeah. we proceed? How should we proceed? I can only, I'll talk about as a mother, and then I'll talk about how we are in the UK. I think for me, I've always been very, I've got a 23-year-old and an 18-year-old. Yes, that's when you say, you don't look that old, but I do. <laughs> my 23-year-old and my 18-year-old, I have, from the time that they were young, I have instilled in them the proudness of being who they are as Zambians. They were both born here, so they weren't born in Zambia. They were both born here, grown up here, 
went to school here. But if you were to ask any of my girls who, where do they come from, the first thing they'll say is I'm Zambian. What I think, what, I can't remember whether it was Roger, whether it was Titus that said something about losing our language. I think for me, that's probably where I have been slightly weaker. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the problem is that I am Nsenga, my husband is Kaonde. And together we don't have a, a common conversation language that we can say is Zambian. So I think when Yareka talks about the Nigerians being very good, yes, they'll hound them, but when you see them coming into their home, they've got one common language that they speak and they instill it into their children from a very young mm. age. So for me, I think when I look, and my children always say to me, Mom, why didn't you teach me? They'll, they'll understand the words in Senga when I'm angry, and I, <laughs> I try to speak to them. You know, so they'll say in Zakmenya, all those bits, but, but they don't have the real key conversational bits of, of, of the language that I think would be very important. But however, even though they don't have the language, they are two very proud Zambian girls. When you talk about the, the, the community, I think what they've done, they've let the, the change come from the children. So they've identified few passionate children who potentially came, they've still got a remembrance of what Zambia was, wasn't really born here but they've been lived here long enough to, to understand this side of the world, and they've created what they're calling the next, the next chapter. So the kids oh. themselves are the ones who are leading this. So they've got, they've got platforms, they, they organize events, and they talk about business. And I think they went and launched it in Zambia a month ago. Oh, wow. So I, think, oh, wow. I, I, I suspect... Mm. Sorry, you were saying? No, we're just oh, saying... Oh, wow. Wow. We, we are mixed. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> So it's identifying the yeah. kids, and I think that change comes from the kids, because however much we want to change it, my children think I'm old-fashioned. You know, my, <laughs> my children think that whatever I touch, you know, whatever I say, whatever I do is old-fashioned. But mm. if the change and the drive comes from them, and there will be some passionate uh, Zambian-American kids who want to fly the torch for Zambia, and to allow them to say, build something that you want that speaks to what you guys are doing. And the ones here, they're called the next chapter... They're on Instagram. They're everywhere. They organize events. Today, actually, they're holding uh, the women's side of it. They're, they're holding a, a flourish conference where they've, mm -hmm. been to, they've invited Zambian speakers. I was supposed to be speaking there today. And they, they're talking about teachers about marriages, teachers about the culture, teachers about how we can hold ourselves as, as, as um, foreign British girls mm -hmm. in this culture. So they're the ones that are driving it. And I think that if 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 you guys need it, and I don't know if it's happening, you, your, your place is wide. I think change needs to come from the kids. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, yeah. and, the other, and you see, I like <laughs> you making me laugh when you say uh, uh, that uh, they're, they're here in Zakumania. A friend of mine was <laughs> saying, a friend of mine, Roger, was saying that the only time the mom speaks Bemba to them is when she's annoyed and she says, she's annoyed. Iwe, <laughs> So they know the angry words. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she was like, the only time we hear mom speak Bemba is when you make her mad, you know? <laughs> so well, they'll, we, they'll say Iwe, Kwasila. Yeah. So they, they, they've got bit. <laughs> they know Iwe for sure. I know, right? Yes, Do, Do, Dr. Munsanje, you've heard what uh, Miss Leah is saying here. Uh, you yourself have said it here many times, the grandfather. Uh what what are you seeing in this bigger picture? Now grandchildren are coming into the picture. My mm, goodness. Mm. Dr. Muzani. It's probably on the mute or... Uh, 
Ivanov e gran sint as duat e fon. I think the, the, the challenge here is, this is a good challenge. I, I like mm. it. This is a, a great challenge because when we start talking about having 23-year-olds, now we are getting ready to be, you know, in-laws to somebody and the grandkids mm. to come into the mm. picture and things like that. I like that idea, Miss Leah, of the, the, the kids having a conference and they are addressing all these things. And, and they do. I think what, what I noticed here is mm-hmm. that on our level, we are very Zambian and we, we push Zambian. But when yes. you come down to the next level, for example, for me, the 23-year-old has brought a Zimbabwean. Okay. So then the next chapter then, does the next chapter look Zambian or does it look African? Mm. And when you look in the next chapter as well, we've got a Zimbabwean, but somebody else will bring a British. Somebody else mm. will bring an American, a Canadian. So, so because we are in the diaspora, I don't know whether it's a shift in our thinking in how we want to drive that Zambianness in our next level. Because for us, you know, it's Zambian to Zambian, mostly. But when you go the next level down, if, if I'm saying to my daughter, go and do the next chapter and champion Zambianness, then can she not bring the Zimbabwean with her? It's yeah, just good. something to think about. That's, well, that's, a good, that's a good one for Twitter, Yareka. Do we want to push our Zambianness into the next chapter? Oh, you guys who got Twitter, that's a good one for Twitter right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And for that doesn't like mean we lose who we are. No, no, no. What no, we're no. saying is, is, is that when we come to our children, we can't expect the same level of, of, of Chikanda. We can't, of, 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 you know, what's that thing, the, the one I don't like? Um, <laughs> the, those, the, those, the, the little, the, 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 the their words. Efficiency. Yeah, you know, like, what, what, what do we want? Okay. Do, we, do we shift it there? Because our children are not only going to bring a Zambian. You know. mm. What do we do on the next chapter? And I think that's the challenge the next chapter it's is it's having. Interesting because the leader, Nathan, I think, is... Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I have a friend who grew up, uh, I mean, he, he left Zambia when he was four. We mm-hmm. speak more Bemba than I speak with others who are even in Zambia. And he can write, remember, he, you know, his mother just made sure that he learned the language. And oh, he's right. so grounded in being a Zambian. So I think, mm-hmm. like, well, but on the other hand, like Leah said, we are in a different world now. It's so global. We cannot even be too Zambian anymore. Because before we were, you know, in this landlocked country, uh, all we knew is what we knew. But now mm. kids are everywhere. So are we going to impose that? Zambianness is probably not even possible at this point. Um, uh, when I started Anakazi, I wasn't even looking at just Zambians, even at my age. Mm. I had to bring in, you know, my friends from Kenya, Tanzania, Niger, mm. Nigeria. You know, just having that mm. other perspective from my sisters from the continent. So yeah. I like the yeah. idea of bringing in other countries. I think it's not a bad idea to do that. That's very true. So what we're going to do here is that, uh, Bella, please connect us to that Harvard uh, uh, student who would like to engage them on this forum. Uh, those of us who've got uh, kids, who can, we, we need to engage them. And what we are going to do whenever we do our next event, we, I am going to target and ensure that we have at least 50, 50, 50, 50 
25 year olds and below. That, that's the personal mm. project I'm giving myself. And we're going to find a sponsor to, to, to take care of the scholarships for these, to pay for the registration for these feet. Put Maybe. me down. Put, yeah. put me down. For All right. Where my, passion. my passion is there. We're going to make sure we have. Uh, uh, I'm looking for somebody here to. Okay, okay, okay. Namun, do you want to say something? Yes, Dr. Pat. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll go after um, Namunji. Namunji. Okay, go ahead, Namunji. And I see Namunji, you post a lot of pictures of your nieces and nephews. We, I, they need to be at the next event. Go ahead. Yes, actually, that's why I'm even calling to talk about them. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. point what uh, Yaleta said about the Nigerians, how even no matter, no, no matter how long they've lived in the diaspora, but they're so cultured and so traditional, they don't forget their language, they don't forget their food. Sometimes we mm-hmm. even label them like they only marry their own, they don't marry any other nationality. I, I'm not sure about that. My sister is married to a Nigerian. They are Igbo. Okay. Her mother-in-law has been with them for the past like 15 years to help with the kids because oh, wow. they both go to school. It's interesting because in the house, they only use English. The grandmother tries to talk to them in, in Igbo, but it's a struggle. Uh, uh. And this is what my 13-year-old nephew always asks, like, why, is, why, why can't Africa be like America? Like, you all speak just one language. Why do you have this strength? It's so confusing. <laughs> you know, I remember the other time Nigeria was playing Zambia. My sister is very mm-hmm. passionate about uh, soccer, Zambia. And my brother-in-law is passionate. So that, they normally have this traditional, like Saturday, they eat fufu. They eat Nigerian traditional food. Sunday, they eat Shima, Zambian. It's either with beans, kapenta, and all that. And the kids love it. So I think they played on a Sunday, Zambia and Nigeria. Uh-huh. Not my sister decided to order pizza. So my nephew <laughs> thought because Zambia lost, that's why we are not eating Shima. He was so pissed because he was looking forward to eat Shima. But <laughs> my sister didn't even realize that he, the, the, the son would think like that. Like, you see, this is the mess up. That's why I say you all need to just speak one language. So... Zambia and Nigeria are playing. Mm. Who am I supposed to who am I supposed to support? To support. He even like made that. me laugh like I'll word. petition I'll petition with your FIFA like Zambia and Nigeria should never play because this puts us in our courses. You know, mom and dad are arguing. <laughs> so it's I, interesting I know, right? the block talk radio can come up with something for the for the young ones, yeah, we, the youth, we we need to you know, we need to we're yeah. going to deliberately do that. You should have said your your nephew welcome to the Eli Manning family, right? <laughs> 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 Doctor Pat, that's yeah, a, go that's ahead, a, before um, Doctor Patrick comes in on top of the hour in our segment yes. review. Uh, we are going to talk about how he was uh, initiated with uh, Shima actually. Dr. Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lovely oh. experience if, you, if it wasn't captured on camera. Yeah, so oh, yeah. You, you should. He needs to yeah. tell us yeah. the Ishima experience. Eh? Dr. Yeah. Patrick, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would like to um, 
just encourage us to include the youth, at least one or two individuals, and that would be um, especially charged to our forum facilitators to have mm-hmm. one or two youth engaged in the either the agricultural, health, tourism, education, or investment forum at the outset. So they're at the table listening to the elders talk about what's how to do something, what we're going to do, and listen to their contribution. I like that. Uh, one major thing is, uh, I think, Nathan, you mentioned about um, entering our small world, and the only thing we do is we talk and we don't listen. But what we have to convey to our youth is, that it's very important for them to come into that small world because eventually when they get older, they will become part of the small world. In Uh. order for it to to expand, they need to contribute now. So when they get of that age and they move into that small world, it will be more welcoming. So it's it's, it's very important for youth engagement. The best way to do it, or one of the best ways to do it, again, is to have the facilitators identify one or two youth to be part of the forum platforms as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. Yes. What, what, yes. And Noah, what we need there's is, a young man. Yes. Uh-huh. I believe it's in Indiana, Noah. There's a young man there. I even talked to him. I think he's got a, a poultry business, business in Zambia. I forget his name. You know the young man? No, I, I don't know. Okay, we'll find him, no. we'll find him, we'll, we'll mobilize all these people. Uh, Clotilde has introduced me to a young man who's doing something with networking. Uh, you will notice in the next coming weeks, my shows will be in that direction. I'll be bringing young people on the show, trying to engage them and uh, try to do things and, and stuff like that. And, and Everybody coming up it's is it. Go ahead, Dr. Pat, we have like a few it's, seconds. It's, okay, it's important for them to identify what forum they want to engage in. So we put the yes. five forums out there and then they will select and they will be more involved in these forums. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, everybody. Coming up is open forum. Uh, takeaways from Dallas. Uh, Miss Leah, Thanks. final word Thanks. from you. Oh, no, I loved it. I've been talking about you guys. There's a lot I learned and I'm trying to infiltrate my community over here, but we're one community in two different locations is what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. All right. We, we will be expecting 15, 20 delegates from new, from UK next time around. <laughs> All right, then. Bye. All right, everybody. Let's go back in. Uh, Takeaways from Dallas with Roger. Credit remaining $2.95.